0: A Beautiful Fiction A Good Omens Podfic Written by The Starlit Rose And read by Literarian Chapter 13 Adam had gone home for the night, promising to return the next afternoon, after he sorted out something about his dog, leaving Aziraphale and Warlock alone again in the tiny flat. Aziraphale was pretending to read, but Warlock could tell he was being watched. He knew the angel had something on his mind by the way his hands were tapping at the book and how he couldn't seem to stop tugging at his clothes. Warlock stretched sleepily from his seat, turning to sit, facing the angel. Aziraphale looked up, bone-weary but hopeful, and said, Warlock, I just wanted to thank you for your help. Without you... Warlock shrugged, waved off the praise. He wanted to say more, to tell Aziraphale how much he'd meant to him, how important he became once he moved back to America and had to deal with his parents and their oppressive behavior. How, when he was a teenager, he would pretend in his room that Mr. Francis and Nanny were his parents. After all, they'd raised him until he was nearly eleven. There was so much he still wanted to say, to ask, and all he could muster was, Ah, you, is fun. fell eyed him warily. Warlock, I have known you for much of your life, and you have never been able to hide your emotions particularly well. He glanced down into his lap his fingers twining together nervously. Ah, he started weakly. Warlock, what's wrong? I'm just... just tired and worried about you and Nanny, about my job and school. What if they find out you're here? You've wooded the place, but we can't stay here forever. What if they come to the shop and find you've gone? There was more, of course, but he wasn't ready to voice those thoughts, perhaps once things had settled. It made him feel like a child again, confessing his fears to Brother Francis, who would soothe him with a hug and a biscuit, telling him some odd parable before sending him off. There is no need for you to worry about the status of your home or of your education. As for myself and Crowley, it will be fine, dear, I promise. No need to worry. As you said the other night, we have faith it will work in the end. Rafael pulled his mouth into a thin line. I think I might try to sleep tonight, if you don't mind. Yeah, right, do you want the bed? No, I'll be fine here, dear. Warlock stood and walked towards his bedroom before turning to nod at the angel. Good night, Aziraphale. Despite his promise, Aziraphale didn't sleep. Warlock was right, and of course he was. He's a brilliant human. Always had been too smart for his own good, Warlock. Laying on the sofa and trying to sleep, he decided that he would help them plan, then back out at the last minute. He'd rarely been away from his home for so long in the last few hundred years, and it felt strange to be cooped up in this little room without any of his comforts to keep him company. He felt so lonely once the bedroom light turned off, feeling Crowley's absence more acutely than ever. Adam returned the next afternoon, and a plan began to take form. Adam and Warlock would sleuth things out, play detective and try to find him without the aid of their powers. Warlock was right. Too much power could draw attention, and Hazira fell wasn't sure how they hadn't noticed the demonic energy being channeled through their agent on Earth. Things were looking up, however, planning for their international investigation was riddled with misunderstandings. Oh dear! It seems my passport has expired. Warlock took it from Raphael, Adam standing over his shoulder as he grabbed the tattered book of stamps, eyes widening in shock at the date, 1916. So you still have your very first passport? Don't you ever fly? The angel laughed. <laughs> Boys, I'll have you know I fly often, but I rarely fly commercially. He winked at Adam, who chuckled. And no, my first passport was from 1450, but I lost that one sometime during the reign of terror. It was in my coat pocket, and it met with an unfortunate end. The two men glanced sideways at one another. I'm afraid to ask, Adam said as he grabbed the book from Warlock turning it over in his hands. Don't they ever check it? The angel sighed good-naturedly at Warlock. (laughs) Paperwork is less important when you can use a miracle. Humans typically see what I want them to see. Warlock had stumbled across their booking information while checking his emails. He blinked. Surely not? Aziraphale, why are we booked at the Grand Bohemian? The angel had the decency to look embarrassed. Perhaps a Marriott, then? It ended up being neither, much to Aziraphale's dismay. And later, Warlock and Adam found themselves entirely in agreement on one point in particular— that Aziraphale needed a phone. Raphael looked at the device in his palm with distaste. Must I use this cellular phone? I have a perfectly good line at the shop. Warlock ran his fingers through his hair in frustration. Azirafel, you're not going to be at your shop when we're in the States. What if we get separated? What if you need to get in touch with us quickly? He frowned in reply. Adam was checking his bags and making a list of things they would need to pick up once they reached the States. Aziraphale had yet to pack anything. Do we need to pack you a bag? Whatever for? Warlock chuckled at them from across the room as Adam ran a hand down his face. For clothes, Aziraphale, Adam responded with a huff. Oh no, this is quite all right. I love this suit. We'll have to get dog food once we reach the States. He should be fine to fly, though. Warlock frowned. You're bringing a your dog? His name is Dog, and yes. He pinched his nose and sighed. Adam raised an eyebrow in disbelief. You're not scared of Dog, are you? Wouldn't hurt a fly. Well, unless I asked him to. Adam ruffled Dog's ears, and the grimace on Warlock's face made him laugh. He's a good mutt, hellhound or not. Real smart. And I thought he could help us. He has a good nose on him, could alert us to angels or demons. Maybe even protect us if it comes to that. Warlock searched his eyes. Alright, I've just not had the best experience with dogs. Uh, hellhounds, actually. Nanny had one, that was a right terror. Ah, well, I'm sure he'll grow on you. You booked us first class, asked Adam the day of the trip. They were leaving late, or very early, depending on how you looked at it. He was looking through the boarding passes fell had handed him as Warlock dragged his bag downstairs and into the cab waiting for them. A look of confusion crossed his features and he looked up at fell to ask, You're not coming with us, are you? Raphael shook his head. I never travel, and if I were to be seen near where Gabriel knows Crowley has been living, well, what would heaven think? It's not safe. I'm already putting the both of you at risk as it is. No, I'm putting my trust in your hands once again, Adam Young. I will forever be in your debt. Does he know? rafael nodded his head. I told him earlier. He said he understands, but he wasn't pleased. He handed Adam a string-bound envelope thick with papers. Take this, keep it safe. I made you several wards. Hang them in your room if things become dangerous... And if a demon or angel finds you, contact me immediately. I know that you can protect yourself. But he can't, answered Adam. He pulled his mouth into a tight smile. No, but you can trust him. He's special, Adam, in ways I'm still not sure of. If he was somehow able to break me free of this prison... I believe he could do the same for Crowley. Adam sighed and tucked the envelope into his backpack before slinging it over his shoulder. Aziraphale assured him he could lock the door after they left, key or no key, and they joined Warlock at the curb. Warlock, dear, the two of you need to get going. He nodded concern lacing his features. You told him? I did. It's safer if I stay in my shop. I'll be fine, made of tougher things. I've survived worse. Adam rubbed the back of his neck. I keep your phone on you, all right? Warlock looked at Adam, then to Aziraphale. What if he doesn't recognize us? Or worse, doesn't believe us? Aziraphale stood up. He loved you. He'd never admitted it. Love's not exactly something demons are supposed to do. But he did. It was unmistakable. He will believe you, Warlock. He swallowed hard and took Warlock's hand into his own. Please, stay safe. He squeezed back. "I'll try. After, Azir Raphael grabbed Adam's shoulder and squeezed, before squaring his shoulders and nudging them towards the waiting cab, the driver simply impatient to leave.. <laughs> Warlock looked at Adam. Dog nestled between them in the back seat. We can do this, can't we? Aziraphale believes we can, and so do I. Adam reassured him. We've checked and double-checked everything. Let's go. Too antsy to sleep, despite the comfort of their first-class seats. They'd spent most of that time talking. And Warlock found Adam to be funnier than he'd realised when they were so busy planning with Aziraphale. He told him about growing up, the them, about his nosy neighbour R.P. Tyler, and how Summer seemed so much better as a child. In return... Warlock told Adam about growing up with Crowley as his nanny and Hazeraphale as his eccentric gardener, about Sister Slug and how he was certain they were magic, even then. About his father's run for the Senate and how much he enjoyed learning and teaching. By the time they landed at Charleston International Airport 13 hours later, Warlock felt he could call Adam his friend. The two men were both exhausted and hungry. Even Dog seemed wary from the trip. They'd left the airport in a rental, Dog happily barking in the backseat, glad to finally be out of the kennel and free to do as he pleased again. Pull in here, we can get coffee and a decent breakfast. Wollock said, pointing at the blocked yellow sign. It had been too long since he'd last had a pecan waffle and was excited to show Adam the simple joy of a waffle and a plate of hash browns smothered and covered. Waffles? asked Adam, as he made a sharp left into the parking lot of a waffle house. "Ah, The best. After Warlock introduced Adam to the wonders of Waffle House, they arrived at the hotel, a Hyatt in the historical district, where they checked in and lugged their bags to their room. Two double beds, nothing spectacular, but it would be a comfortable place to rest nonetheless. Dog barked happily as he jumped onto one of the beds, turning around circled several times before laying down. Warlock walked to the ensuite fridge, taking the bottle of water off the top and drinking it down quickly. He frowned. Adam, do you think this will end well? I mean, I hope it does, but there are a lot of ways things could go wrong and I get the feeling there's a lot that I don't know. Adam glanced up at him. You're right. You need to know more. He frowned from his spot on the bed next to Dog and stood to dig in the bag Azirafel gave him. I should hang these first. They are similar to the wards Azirafel decorated your flat with. He was sure I wouldn't need them, said if I'd not been found by now, then I should be fine... But you, on the other hand, well, better to be safe. Warlock bit his lip. But that's not all, is it? He refused to explain to me last night why he wasn't coming. Just kept saying it was for the best. Adam clasped his hands behind his neck. Aziraphale thinks the angels are aware he's figured it out. If not, they will soon, once we find Crowley. He's sure you're the key to it, since you made him remember, and he thinks you can make Crowley remember too. Warlock sat on the bed, looking down at his feet. It didn't feel real, he'd never been brave or adventurous. He'd always taken the safest route when he could. This entire situation was so unlike anything he'd ever done. He'd known Adam for nearly a week and a half. It felt like longer, much longer, really. How many days had passed since fell? returned to his life? Why are you doing this, Adam? What's in it for you? I know why I am. They were more like a family to me than my own. My family. My dad. He's in politics. You've probably heard of him. But he's not nice. Never was. He closed his eyes tightly. Hot tears threatening to fall if he dared open them. But Crowley. Nanny. I mean, she was really nice. Her and Brother Francis, they were all I had as a kid, you know? I keep asking myself why I've put my life on hold for this, but it's because when it's all too much, sometimes I'd think of them and it wouldn't be as bad. That's just what I get for bringing this up on so little sleep, he thought. Adam nodded grimly. I... I understand. Sometimes your family isn't related by blood. It's admirable you're doing this, and you're right. He sighed, running a hand through his messy blonde curls. (sighs) I am in this for something. They know what I am, or better than I do, anyway, and I have so many questions, Warlock, some that I'm scared to find the answer to. Once we've done this... Help them find each other, that is, Aziraphale promised to answer them the best he could. Warlock leaned forward and nodded, thoughtful. Adam grew quiet for a moment. I've never wanted the world to end, you know. But I'm always so scared that something I do is going to call the horsemen back. I can do anything I want. Really, I can. Anything I want could be mine, but that's not important to me. I do things without meaning to. I can't tell if someone likes me for me or if it's the odd pull I have on people. I'm glad I didn't turn out to be the Antichrist, and I haven't known you long, but I can't imagine you ending the world. Well, let's hope not. Adam tossed his backpack under the desk, and moved to sit beside Warlock. Aziraphale said Crowley was once the archangel of healing, said if anyone knew how heaven did this, it would be him. Oh, hey, that explains why I never seemed to stay sick as a child. When I was eight, I was certain I'd broken my arm. But when Nanny found me crying in the garden, she snapped at Francis and took me into her arms. When I stopped crying, it was as if nothing had happened. The pain was gone, and my arm was back to normal again. Adam shook his head. I broke my arm when I was nine. It was horrible. Itches I couldn't scratch, and no swimming in the pond for the whole summer. That's awful, you. Not being able to swim for a whole summer, Warlock said with a teasing grin says the kid with the magic nanny. He chuckled, running his hand through his hair, a nervous habit, Warlock had noticed. I can't believe I'm in the States, with the not-Antichrist. Warlock laughed dryly. I can't believe I'm in America with the Antichrist. I grew up here, well, about three hours from here, after we left London. Dad grew up in Anderson. It only made sense for him to come back. Adam had googled Warlock Dowling after getting his initial message. He'd found more than enough articles on Thaddeus Dowling scandals to get a pretty decent picture of what his dad was like. He couldn't imagine turning out the way Warlock did with a family like that. It made sense as to why he was so eager to find Crowley and to help the angel. Maybe while we are here you can show me around? Didn't you say your mum was from here? Yeah, she is. They sat silent while Dog on the bed across from them licked at his paw. Adam glanced sideways at the other man, Despite his height, he seemed small, collapsed in. Like he was trying to crawl into himself, perhaps away from the painful memories. He reached across the few inches between them, wrapping his fingers around Warlock's hand and squeezed. We can do this. You and Aziraphale will have Crowley back, and I'll get my answers. Warlock squeezed back. I just want him to be happy. A pause. And you too.